Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everybody doing? Come on, let's give a shout out to our online campus. Come on, we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Man, we're fired up about this morning. We're excited for you. Uh, just like in this house today, I, what I want you to do is get prepared, get ready. Share this link. Get this link out there to everybody you know because God's ready to bring a mighty word in the house. Come on, we love you guys. We thank you for tuning in online. And I'm telling you, man, I just know God's ready to move. So I appreciate everybody showing up this morning. It's going to be a powerful morning. I want you all to stand to your feet. I want you to stand to your feet. We are going to worship this morning. I've got my beautiful baby be back after after a week come on y'all i'm excited i don't even know what to do i'm gonna start preaching right now y'all just sit down no <laughs> it's so good guys i'm just so excited to have my wife home after a week that's unbelievable uh how long a week is i'm glad that i'm the one that used to deploy and not her i can tell you that because i couldn't have made it you shout out to all the military wives out there come on all the military spouses come on we thank you all the military individuals, police, everybody that serves. Come on, we love you guys. We thank you. So come on, let's lift up the Holy Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit to move in this place. So come on, let's just open this place up for him. Come on, Lord, we love you, God. We love you, Lord. We thank you, God. You're so powerful, so mighty, Lord. Come on, holy. We just love you, Lord. And we want more of you, Father God, more of you, Father. Use us this morning, Lord. Father, we just, we just ask your presence come sit on this place this morning, Lord. Come on, come sit with us, Father God. Come on, holy, move in this place. We want more of you in our lives, in our families, in this church, Father God, in this community. Come on, in our schools, in our government, Lord. We can't do it without you, God. We love you, Lord. So come on, holy, come move in this place. Father, you have all the authority now. We surrender to you. We give it all to you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said... Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's get ready to worship.
doors and crash through the windows and cover the earth, the earth, the earth, the earth. Let the spirit rise up and break through the walls, beat down the doors and crash through the windows and cover the earth, the earth, the earth, the earth. Spirit 
Sunday. If you don't have the elements, just raise your hand and the fellows ladies will get it to you. So a long time ago, about 30 years ago, I was sitting at my kitchen table. Karen and I were much younger back then. We were living in our first house and kids were running around everywhere. And I was sitting at the dining room table reading the Bible. I read through Colossians and I got to the first chapter and got to verse 21 and it said it said that I could stand before my father without any guilt or shame and I had been saved by then in about maybe 10 years but I, I had read that I'd heard that I just didn't quite know it like I knew it the day that I read it at that kitchen table that great benefit means that the father in heaven who is so holy that angels sing endlessly day and night of his holiness and they never get tired of saying it that's how holy he is that God looks at me and sees the righteousness of Christ so truly there is no guilt or shame and I learned to walk and live with my head up spiritually Understanding that's who I am in Christ. Now, what I say to you is that's who you are in Christ. 
And to enjoy that for eternity, all I have to do is continue in Christ. That's in Colossians chapter 1. Communion is covered in many places, but it's, it's covered in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 if you're interested in reading that. It says there that this new covenant, this part where I get to walk without shame. You remember Adam and Eve, the first thing they felt was shame after they committed sin. We get to walk because of what Christ did on the cross, not in that shame. That, that new covenant is sealed with this blood right here, this juice that we're fixing to take. That's a representation of that. We get to walk free because of what Christ did on the cross. Now, what communion is about is us remembering the high price that was paid so that we get to walk free and never forgetting what he paid. That's what we're doing here today. So get, get those ready. Those little lids are kind of hard to get off sometimes. And we're going to take the bread and we're going to take the cup after I pray, okay? Father, thank you for loving me and these people out here so much that you gave your son. And Jesus, I thank you that even knowing the cost, you came only because you love us. God, we remember what you've done for us. And we... We give this walk we have, the seriousness, the thankfulness because of what you did. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Let's, let's take the bread. Jesus, thank you for your blood that seals this covenant that for eternity I get to be with you as long as I stay in Christ. In Jesus' name.
Come on, hold on one second. Oh, come on. Whew, come on, hold it. Look, what, what God wants you to know right now is that what you're feeling, what you experience right now, you don't have to wait till Sunday to get it. Like, like you shouldn't be showing up on a Sunday morning for this to happen. You shouldn't depend on people around you for this to happen. It's seeking his face with all of your heart, pure in heart, only him. He said, seek me with all of your heart. He wants you to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Oh, holy. He wants people to feel this right now. Because he wants you to know you can have it in your home. You, you can have it in your car. You can have it when things just don't seem right in life. And all you have to do is submit to him. All you have to do is cry out to him. All you have to do is seek him with everything you have. Oh. Woo. I just think we're supposed to sit in this. So I want you to, let's sit right there. Sit right there. Let's just bring, just keep going. I just... Let's keep moving in it right now. Come on, let the Holy Spirit move right now.
word for you to worship. Worship experience is awesome. It is more beautiful with music. But we shouldn't have to sing one word for you to make a personal connection. And my heart is now lift. My, the weight on my heart is now light. It's amazing because I was... I felt something pressing on me to say something. And literally, it's gone. The tears have stopped. I'm ready to continue worshiping, and I hope you'll join in with us. Come on, that's good. Look, God's saying this. He's saying, look, the problem is, is you're asking for the wrong thing. You're asking for blessings. You're asking for him to do things in your life, and you're not asking him to show his face. You're not asking him to show you his glory. You're not asking to be in his presence. You're asking for physical things. You're asking for worldly things. And he says, if you just shift your praise, shift your, your thoughts, shift your thoughts on me. Oh, and you'll be able to walk into the same comfort, walk into peace, walk in what he's ready to bring. Come on. We just got to seek him.
is knowing disappointed in you you are loved with an everlasting love he is not mad at you I don't know who that's for I know part of it's for me but it's for somebody out there he is not mad at you you're not a disappointment to him you are a child of God You are a child. You are a son and a daughter. You're not an orphan. You're not an outcast. You're not a disappointment. You are a son and daughter. The kindness of God is what leads us to repentance. His tender mercies for us. His tender mercy is for you. There is freedom. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank Through you, the God. love of God, there is freedom. Just open your heart, there is freedom. He'll fill you up, there is freedom. There is freedom. Listen, God, good. Isn't God good? Come on. We serve a great and powerful God. Uh, that you can walk in with so much weight and just lay it at the cross and say, Lord, I need freedom. I need your love. And it, it's, it's what a transaction. Like he'll take everything that, that's weighing you down, every bit of burden you have, and he trades it out for his love and his peace and his joy and his comfort. We serve a great God. Hmm. So maybe that's you today when you came in here and and maybe you came because somebody invited you. Maybe you just said, we're going to try a new church. Maybe you just woke up and said, I can't do it anymore. And I'm just going to go find what everybody talks about. Maybe you just woke up and, and man, you've been seeking God for a long time. And, and he just, you know, you just felt like you were disconnected. You felt like something's been bothering you. So you came to the right place today. You came to the right place today. Because you're going to walk out of here with freedom. You're going to walk out of here new. You're going to walk out of here fresh on a mission for him. So, Father, you see the hearts in this room. You see everybody in this room, God. You know, people online, Lord, you know those that are sitting at home right now, God, and they're just seeking you with all their heart. They're, the struggles, the whatever burdens on them, Father God, be it financial, be it relationship, whatever it might be, God. Father, we bind up the enemy spirit right now that comes in and tells them that they can't do it. That, 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 Lord, there's a fear and there's anxiety. God, we bind that up right now, Lord. And we loose your freedom on them, your love on them. Father, God, we loose it in this earth as it is in heaven, Father. Hmm. Lord, we just love you and we thank you, God. We thank you that we can come together and do this, that we can worship you as a family, Lord. Hmm. We just thank you for your grace and mercy in our life. And this morning, we just give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, come on, amen. Come on, let's lift up a shout of praise in the house. Let's let everybody know online that we serve a great and powerful God. Yes, Lord.
Man, well, good morning. Welcome to Destiny Church. Do me a favor, turn around, find somebody in this room you don't know. Give them a high five, a holy hug, do something. Come on. Watching online, I'm DJ along with my wife Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at Destiny Church. Come on, we love our church. You guys love Destiny Church? Come on. And we're fired up. So if you're watching this online, do me a favor, share this link, get it out there to everybody. Let them know uh, what's happening here. Uh, they can watch it later. They can watch it anywhere. You can download our app, Destiny Church Alabama app. You can watch all the sermons on there. You can go online and watch all the sermons. But look, you don't have to watch it now. You can watch it later. Uh, but we have all our sermons out there. So please take a look at each one of them. Uh, you shouldn't be able to, to go a day without watching a word if you want to. They're all out there. So, um, man, I just want you to know if you're watching online, reach out to our prayer team. We have prayer team numbers all the phone numbers are going up on the screen you'll be able to reach out to them anytime text them call them whatever you want to do we want to pray for you you're not in this alone uh so please uh reach out to us we're here for you uh and look if you're in this church come on we'll be able to pray you know we'll pray for you after service but you can reach out to them too if you want uh, take a picture of that put that out there um if you're new to our church, if this is your first time, we just want to know you're here. So do me a favor, fill out a Connect card. If you if you need a Connect card, just raise your hand. If not, uh, you can go out to the, the big wooden desk in the foyer. We call it Connection Point. We have a Connect card for you. Here's the thing. We just want to reach out to you. We want to let you know we love you. We thank you for showing up, give you some information about Destiny Church. So we can't do that if we don't know who you are. 
we're not going to call you and solicit things and all that good stuff. I'm not going to give your information out. We just want to let you know you're loved. That's about it. Um, so a couple announcements. I get to do a bunch of announcements this morning. Don't forget our prayer night tomorrow night, Monday night, every Monday night at 6 p.m. right here. Come on, get out here. Come on. You should be excited about prayer night. You know, show up here in the sanctuary, man. We are praying, uh, seeking God every single Monday night. Come join us. Uh, we're all here. So that never stops. So um, just be out here uh, every single Monday night. Tuesday night, we have Tuesday at the table with Brother Bo. Come on, get out here Tuesday at the table with Brother Bo. He's going to be bringing a message every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, man, he's, he's speaking on faith. He's speaking about Abraham. You want to get out here uh, and get that foundation. It's a wonderful teaching. That's our midweek service for anybody uh, that's new to the church. So why? Because on Wednesday nights, come on, we have student ministry in here. So our student ministry takes up the sanctuary. Our children's ministries are in the children's ministry on Wednesdays. We we also have our small groups going on at the church all the time. So we have a married group there. We have we have online small groups, so or not online, virtual small groups out there. Uh, look, please go to our website. <clears throat> I guess I didn't bring up a water. I'm good. Uh, you, you can go online, search our website, search our, our app, and see all the small groups that are out there. You cannot do life alone. You've got to connect with people. You've got to be part of this. Look, it's just not coming to church on Sunday and high-fiving somebody. Okay, it's about doing life together, walking this out together because we need each other. So, so get connected here at Destiny. It's so, so important you do that. Uh, we also have our young adults. So if you're a young adult from the ages of 18 to about 28, 29, I don't even know. They said they'll, they'll go anyway. But if you're a young adult, you're trying to connect. We have a, small, a, a young adult group. Oh, look at that. Thank you so much. I'm telling you, man, servants, servants in the church, man. Servants heart. Come on. So good. Oh, I, I should probably drink it then. Hang on. There you go. Thank you. I <sighs> love it. So, yes, our, our young adults, they meet here on Friday nights at 6 p.m. Uh, so if you're a young adult, you want to connect with other young adults, get out here. You can't do life alone either. So, look, we've got a great team. We've got, we got our young adult uh, leaders over here. Come on, Brandon and Nicole. Let's go. They're leading the young adults. Let's give it up for them. Man, that's, that, that was a spot in our church. We didn't have a connection. We're like, how do we reach kids? You know, because, look, I, all my kids are in that age. And I'm like, what happens to kids once they're 18 and out of the house? They need to be connected. They need, they need to realize that, that, that they can't do it on their own. They need to be connected. So that's so important. Um, a couple other really good things. One, I'm excited. This Saturday is our picnic. Come on, y'all. You should be excited. It's our annual picnic. We postponed it till this Saturday. Um, be out at the, we're going to be over to Lanark, which is right down, right down the road. Saturday, it kicks off at uh, 1 o'clock, food we're starting to eat at 1.30. Bring your favorite dish. Come on. Come on out and bring something. If you make something good, bring it. If you want to come on out. I don't care if you go buy fried chicken and pizza. Just bring it on out. We're going to have hot dogs and burgers by the church. But also, here's what we're asking. A couple things going on. One, we're asking our men in the men's ministry. Okay, we're trying to get you connected in the men's ministry. We're going to show up over there between 9 and 10 o'clock to fellowship. Hang out. There's a pond. Bring your fishing poles. Uh, we're going to fellowship. Uh, we're also going to start cooking because our men are going to do a uh, a grill master cook-off so if you think you can grill come on out because we got we, we have a competition going on and every year we 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 come up and we we honor that person and they get the grill master title for the year so uh, guys but we need to know if you're doing that so please let us know either tell connection point uh, you can contact us you can contact Jim Paul uh, let him know uh, that you want to be part of that competition because we need to know how many people we have so we can get the prizes right there's prizes 
So come on, but you can come out there and cook, uh, but we're going to get there around nine or 10 and we're going to help set up. The men are going to try to get this thing set up and everything in place uh, for Saturday. Now the women, here's the thing. Women, you guys are having a bake-off and this is not trying to be, you know, sexist men and men only cook. No, it's not that. We're not doing that, but it's just, we got some women that can bake. So we thought, why not throw a competition for the women? So they're going, they're going to be baking it out, and we're going to get this uh, submit your name so we know. Uh, because here's the thing. It's a competition, so we want to make sure we have prizes for everybody. We honor everybody. So if you want to be part of that, come on. Uh, reach out to the church this week. Let us know. Call the church. Uh, Miss Rhonda will answer the phone. She'll make sure she gets you uh, all the information you need about the cook-off and the, and, and the bake. Uh, other than that, just bring everything out. We're going to have music, fun, uh, big old slides and bouncy castles, and there's fishing, so bring a fishing pole. Uh, it's just going to be a good time, y'all. We get to hang out and fellowship as a family, so uh, that's going to be good. Um, our baby dedication is on the 27th, so if you have a young child, uh, we're going to be doing baby dedications right in here on the 27th. Reach out to the church. Let us know. We want to make sure that we, we get that right and we, we get your child dedicated. What an honor it is, and uh, I love doing that. It's, it's really cool. Uh, when you get to do that. Uh, so please sign up, let us know. In our women's ministry, they have their women's ministry fellowship on the 25th right in here. In the sanctuary, it's going to be part of a recreate. Uh, it's going to be an, an uh, we have a, a, a live feed coming in for some of that. It's a fellowship. So please reach out to Ginger. Where's Ginger at? Is she here? She was. She had to leave, man. So you can contact my wife. and she... <laughs> But we want all the women out here. Look, we get a great turnout for the women on this. Just let us know. It's a free event. You come on out. Uh, it's going to be fun. Fellowship with all the women in the church. Whew. Man, we need to get our video announcements back. Lose all my voice by the time it gets time to say something. I guess we're lucky then because uh, today's a special day. Um, and I'm telling you, I had a powerful message. I was ready to bring the word. And... Uh, and we just decided we weren't doing that today. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I, I, I had the honor uh, last night to meet a family that's really close, Brother Bo. Um, really close. They've known each other for a long time. And uh, I'm going to let Brother Bo explain a little bit who they are let him introduce them. Uh, but, you know, it was just laid out there on my heart that, that he's going to bring a word to Destiny Church this morning. Um, so when God does that, you just let him do it. <laughs> Sometimes you don't get in the way. So, uh, so we'll pick up with our regular scheduled events next week. <laughs> but we're going to take a break this week, and I just know that, uh, um, that we're going to get a great word. So, Brother Bo, why don't you come on up here uh, and, and introduce your family. <laughs> oh, you can give it up for Brother Bo. I read this morning and yesterday also in Romans 13, 14, it says, instead, fully immerse yourselves into the Lord Jesus. Instead, fully immerse yourselves into the Lord Jesus, the anointed one. And don't even waste a moment's thought on your former identity to awaken its selfish desires. Don't waste even a moment's thought on your former identity. <laughs> Instead, fully immerse yourself into the Lord Jesus. God, I love the Bible. I love when God speaks. I, that verse was really awesome to me, but it's even, hey, Brother Rick. Hey, Miss Vanessa. Uh, I like to get them back rowers. <laughs> uh, I'm very blessed today because, uh, like Brother DJ said, there there's some people here that, We've been walking together since I started in Jesus. 
within a few months, and that's Isaac and Anna Harm, Isaac and Hannah Armstrong. Uh, we all came out of the same church in Tuscaloosa. We all went to Mexico together. Um, our relationship proceeds and, and pre-exists our time in Mexico together. And, you know, we're products of the people that have poured into us, and, and we're products of people that actually told us, you have to fully immerse yourself into Jesus. I am not a person who thinks there's any other way to live for God except fully immersed. And I still don't even understand what that means. And I want to learn every day a little bit more how to do that deeper. And Isaac and Miss Hannah, they have been going after Jesus the same way I have since the beginning, and that's why we're still close, because they burn for him. And he called me up last week and said that he had something canceled and he wanted to come and see us here. And so my first thought was, yes, I have to convince Brother DJ to let Isaac speak, because he is going to share the word of the Lord with you. And he is going to take out middle ground, and he is going to stir you to be hungrier, to want to immerse yourself into Jesus. And, and it's awesome for me to have them here, so I'm excited. So come on, Isaac and Hannah. Come on up, Miss Hannah, and say hello. <laughs> Some of my best friends, we went to Mexico on our first trip together. We witnessed in the street of the Strip in Tuscaloosa together. And now we do it in villages, and now we're doing it in Bama again. Yeah. So, so this is Isaac and Hannah. Amen. Hey, I'm wearing one here. Okay. You hold that. Thank you so much, Brother Bo, for calling me up here. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you all for having us. We really appreciate you all letting us come. And um, like Bo said, we've, we've known them for a long time. When I was standing over here, I was just thinking about, how much time we've spent together. We actually all lived together for four months with another family in a house that was built for a family of three. So we really, really know each other <laughs> really well. And yeah, and one bathroom. Um, but, you know, they've seen me on my worst day and I've seen them on their worst day. And it's definitely not the easiest way to live, but it's the best way to live. And you need people in your life that can look at you and say, hey, no. Or, come on, we can do this. And we've been that for each other. So, I think that's it. Amen. Thank you. Amen. It's good to be here. Thanks to, to Brother Bo. Thank y'all for taking care of my Bobo. That's my Bobo right there. <laughs> We appreciate Bo and Rachel and, and DJ and Julie. We appreciate you guys letting us come and, and be a part of, of what you're doing. You know, and I felt connected to it from, from day one, even from a distance, just because of, of, of Bo and, and our connection. And, and God began to do something in his heart about the same time that he began to stir in my heart. And, um, you know, we, we are... Um, we've been trained by, by some of the best um, men and, and women of God on the planet. Um, but God began to change some things inside of me, and this is not even what I was going to talk about, but I'm sure we'll get around to it in a minute. But I feel stirred in, in this idea um, 
We need fathers. Amen? We need fathers. And God began to stir inside of me, and I didn't even really know what it was or how to, how to, how to wrap my mind around and my heart around what God was doing. But um, in, in that time, and I won't say confusion because something God told me a couple weeks ago, I, I was just meditating on some of the things going on. And I know you see a lot of the stuff going on in the world today, but Brother DJ, I cannot escape the peace I feel. I can't get away from hope. I cannot get away from peace. Can't do it. And I got to thinking about the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God, y'all, is mysterious. But the kingdom of God is not confusion. The kingdom of God is mysterious, but it is not confusing. Let go of that confusion. Let it go. It ain't God. Let that thing go. Let it off of you. That is not yours. You let that thing go. You hear me? You quit letting uh, CNN and Fox News be your prophet. They are not your prophet. Jesus is my prophet. We are seated sons. What Jesus planted is still growing. And it knows no end is what my Bible says. Maybe you're reading something different. I don't know. But God began to stir in my heart about these things and that we needed to go and sow these things into our generation. And I began to hear it in, in, in Bo's voice and so it was, all, it was uh, comforting because I, I wasn't going crazy. I, I really was hearing, hearing the word of the Lord. Um, and I'm so blessed um, to get to, like Bo said, do, we're, we're still doing life together and it's just as Alive and vibrant as it's ever been. Amen. It's just, it's so alive. I'm, I'm, I'm hungrier now than I've ever been. Oh, man. I'm so hungry for Jesus. Sitting with him has become the greatest pleasure of my life. Nothing else matters. I love my wife as a seated son of God. I raise my sons as a seated son of God. And can't no devil in hell take it away from me. Jesus really is king. I believe that. I grew up in church like a lot of you did. I know. Church can't save you. I heard my whole life. People be trying to witness to folks, and they was doing it out of a good heart. Don't hear me the wrong way. They was doing it out of a good heart. But, you know, somebody hard up, somebody struggling with alcohol, whatever, you know, and they'd, they'd get them by the hand, you need to find a good church. Well, I get what you say, and I get where you're coming from, but you don't need a good church. You need Jesus. 
You need Jesus. I had church for lots of years before I knew Jesus. And church wasn't saving me. If anything, it was putting lipstick on the pig. I decided that I was going to get into politics. At a young age, I decided I was going to be the governor of the state of Alabama. I'm not joking. I'm in it. And I was headed that way. I was doing all the stuff, president of it, president of that. I could put on a suit and a tie and shake all the hands and do all the stuff. But I was dying on the inside. But I was, thanks be to God, I was raised by some really amazing people. Bo and Rachel know my mom and daddy. Mr. Billy and Miss Donna, I love you. I honor you. I honor you, sir. I honor you, sir. I was raised by a godly man, much like Brother Billy and Miss Donna. And I would wake up as a young man in the middle of the night. And my room would be dark, and I could hear my dad in the floor calling out to God. Put your hands on my, on my son, Father. Put your hands on him, Father. Those words haunted me all of my life. When I was away from the Lord, the Spirit of God brooded over me like the Word of God says. He was just always right there. The Spirit of God hovered over the waters. That's the, that's the Spirit that creates life. In all of that darkness and confusion, the Spirit of God that gives life hovered over me. And I ran from it. I hid from it. And I thought, my life was going to end up one way, and I was doing my very best to get it to go that way. But the whole time, I was weak and confused and angry and all of the things that many of us have been, and hopefully none of us are now. But if that's you, listen to me. The Spirit of God is hovering over you, and He wants to create life. Yes, he does. Create life. Just listen to that. Can you feel it right there? You can feel it, can't you? You can feel that, can't you? So I was not in a good place, but I was going to church every Sunday and doing all the stuff, putting lipstick on the pig. But my beautiful wife, who was not my wife back then, um, I came through the doors of the church one day trying to hide so I went around to the back so nobody could see me so I went through the back and there she stood she grabbed me by the hand she said a whole bunch of stuff she says I don't remember nothing else she said all I remember is she looked at me and with tears in her eyes she said Isaac you're going to die and you're going to go to hell stop it worked <laughs> It, it, it put me in this place, and I spent about a week just in reflection and thinking, 
about decisions I was making, all that stuff, and then the next week rolled around. And when that next week rolled around, I went back to the church and did all the stuff that you do, you know, and I put more lipstick on the pig, and then I got in my sports car after, after church, and I was headed down I-20, headed back to Moody, Alabama. Had a cigarette in my mouth, just riding. I looked in my rearview mirror, and I saw me, but it was, it was me in the mirror, but it was my dead body. I'm looking at it like I'm looking at you. Spirit of God spoke to me. This is you without me. And something on the inside of me just broke. I began to weep and weep and weep. And, and, and then, and then that, that brokenness, I told God, if, if, you, if you really are real, if, it's, if this is you, then change me. Do something in me. And I'll serve you for the rest of my life. But this is, this is honestly what I said. I said, I'll serve you, but I refuse to play their game. I am not going to play the game. I'm not going to do that. If I'm going to do this, then it's going to be 100% me and you. I want to know you the way you can be known. I want to know you the way the Word of God says I can know you. And if I can't have that, then I don't want none of it. And in that moment, I felt the, the God of the universe put His arms around me and say, that's all I ever wanted, son. <laughs> and I got born again riding down the interstate in my car. My pastor wasn't there. My daddy wasn't there. I had an encounter with the living God. You need an encounter with the living God. Amen? You need an encounter with the living God. That one who is hovering over the waters that wants to give and create life. He wants to know you and to be known by you. Man. So that started this crazy, crazy adventure that's never ended. And in that time, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of people that, that I knew that were talking the way the Bible talks. I don't know how else to say it. Because we say one thing and then you just live a different way. And I just didn't get that. And that made me mad. And I said, I ain't doing that no more. And in that time, I went to college, University of Alabama, Roll Tide, class of 2001. <laughs> Both says we're afraid of UAB, that's why we won't play them. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> so I went to college, and I had just gotten born again, so I was a little bit... Uh, Afraid, I don't know how else to say it. I didn't want to backslide because I used to be a devil. So I hid. I was alone. It was a very lonely year for me. Um, just, just a, you know, just lonely. I don't know how else to put it. It was a lonely time in my life. But I will say that, that it was a time that God really did some things in my heart, intimate things in my heart but it was in that moment 
when um, I met up with Bo and Brandon. It was about the same time he got born again, and brother, another friend of ours that was also at Alabama, who's also living in Mexico now, we all were in a pile and just hungry and on fire for Jesus, in love with the King of Kings, and we just did not know what to do with ourselves. We did not know what to do. We didn't know that you aren't supposed to fast and pray and sit at the feet of Jesus all day. So we, we just decided to do that. We didn't know that that's not what you do. We didn't know that you don't go out and, and witness on the streets and lay hands on the sick. And we didn't know that stuff. So we just did it. And then we really got messed up. Because we got around Brother Pat Schatzline from um, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and that man was so full of the Holy Ghost, and I didn't even—I don't even have a language to describe the things I could—I felt around him when I would get close to him. He would open the church. We'd get up there three, four in the morning. He'd come open the church for me. How awesome is that? It'd be me and him in the room, or me and Bo, or, and, and, and we'd all just spread out. And I remember he would sit on the front row, and I would sneak around to the side and crawl on the floor so I could get close to him while he prayed. He'd just, he'd just sit on the front row, and he'd just say, Jesus. And when he said, Jesus, you could just feel the heavens open up over the room. I thought, man, I want to be like that. I want to know God that way. I heard a story. I heard a story. This guy told it. His name's Eric Gilmore. I don't know where he got the story from, but it's really cool to me. But there's this, this young, fancy preacher, spit shine, looked good, man. Got in the pulpit and went to preach. Man, he was preaching on Psalm 23. Man, and he went to preaching on the shepherd, and he was shucking, and he was jiving, and he was doing all the stuff right and saying all the right words. And the people was listening, and they were sitting there and just watching him. And he sat down, and then an old man got up. And he just said, the Lord is my shepherd. And the heavens opened up, and the Holy Ghost fell on the house, and everybody began to weep. Everybody began to weep under the presence of God. And that young preacher got mad, and he took that old man, and he said, What is it? What is going on? I said everything right. I preached better than you. I'm dressed better than you. I know more than you. What just happened? He said, Oh, son. Some people know the song, but some people know the shepherd. I, listen to me and hear me the right way. I could care less if you know the song. I want you to know the shepherd. Now hear that the right way. I love the word of God. I love the word of God. But I get to sit with the living word of God each and every, of my, each and every day of my life. And he teaches me what he was saying in this book. Amen? Amen? How good is that? My nose is not running because I'm sick. My nose is running because I was crying. So don't be afraid. Fear not. Ah. 
So in that time, we were all running around, fasting, praying, just spending time with Jesus, miracles. It was insane. It was one of the most God-ordained times I've ever been a part of. And I really feel like we're on the brink of more of that. I, I know we, I am. I'm, I'm not waiting on Jesus to come. He's here. So, in that time was when I heard Brother Hogan speak for the first time, and I didn't know who he was. It was just an old cassette tape. Somebody give us an old cassette tape. Didn't even have a name on it. So I didn't know nothing about who it was, but this cat was talking about blinded eyes getting opened and deaf ears being opened and the dead being raised. And I was like, hold up. That sounds like the Bible to me, right? And so... We started investigating, and turns out we knew some people that were down there. And long story short, we ended up getting to go to Mexico and, and be a part of, of um, uh, we took a visit there at first and got to go see the work. And, and in my flesh, guys, I'll tell you the truth, I decided that that wasn't the life for me. I just, I decided, hey, I, I can't do this. You know, I'm just... Alabama boy, and I remember the day I told God I'll do anything, just don't make me a missionary. <laughs> I'll do anything, but please don't ask me to leave Alabama. That's just the way it, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of let it all hang out with Jesus. That's, you know, just don't make me leave. I want to stay here. And so that wasn't on my radar. Living in another country, doing all that kind of stuff wasn't on my radar. Um, but when we got down there and our flesh was in torment, Bo can attest to this, that first trip we took, it was super, super hot. And we're just not used to that way of life. And, and you know, we drove for hours and hours in the back of this old truck, just beating and banging around. And we get to the end of the road and I think, oh, thank God we're here. You know, and dudes, the missionary, we're like, no, bro, we're going that way. <laughs> you know, and oh man, this is the church's yonder way. So we, we get to the, the we, we start hiking up this mountain. I'm glad Bo didn't die because I thought it, was, it got really close. <laughs> He's still with us. Thank you, Jesus. We got to the top of this mountain, guys, and it was insane. My flesh was in torment, and I wanted to go home. I'd rather get back, get me a cheeseburger, head to the house. I can't do this. But on top of that mountain... Um, they started church, just a little bit of Indian hut, and you think Indian hut in your head, and you're probably pretty close. Just stick root, you know, stick walls, a little, little uh, palm roof, and we're 34 of us, 30, 40 of us. I don't know how many jammed up into this place, and it's hot, and there ain't nowhere to sit, and my flesh is in torment. We've been eating hot chili peppers, man. I'm just my my mind is gone. I am not spiritual whatsoever. Not even a little bit. And they start singing and they can't sing. They sound horrible. Horrible. What just happened is, I mean, it sounds great, right? There, sometimes they sound like a bunch of dying cats. It's just horrible. And I'm just, I'm not in a good place. And there, they start clapping. which I'm a, a little bit of a musical background, so it was driving me crazy. And 
you know, there are people, they'll bring a little table out and they'll set the table down there and they'll, that's where they'll put their offering, you know. And this was, goodness gracious, this was 20-something years ago. So this was, you know, they didn't have nothing. And, you know, they would bring a chicken egg or some, some black beans, a little handful of beans, and put them on the table. Or they'd bring one coin or sometimes they'd come and tie a chicken to the table leg. You know, just crazy stuff. It's awesome. It's awesome. But I'm watching all this happen and, you know, I just felt something begin to stir but what really, really got me is that old grandma walked through the door while we're standing there. Bo was in the room. I don't know if he saw it, but this is what I, I was zoned in on it. And as this grandma walked through the room, she was about this tall. She didn't have any beans. She didn't have any eggs. She didn't have a coin. She had nothing to give. So she had taken a little piece of paper and torn it off of an old brown paper sack. And she had a pencil about this big. And she drew Jesus some flowers on that piece of paper. And she went and she put that on the table. And when she put that offering on the table, the Spirit of God hit me and changed my life forever. And I said, if she can give her best, then I can give my best. If she can do it, then I can do it. And God gave me a new heart right then and there. He was brooding over me the whole time. And he gave me a new heart that day. Oh, he's given me a new heart many, many times. He's given me a new heart many, many times. Open your Bible with me to Psalm 139. I need you to feel the spirit of the living God hovering over you today. I need you to feel the spirit of the living God hovering over your family. I need you to feel him hovering over your city. The Bible says that he is a life-giving spirit. But I need to tell you the whole story. Because we've been in Mexico a long time now. Almost 18 years of my life that I've been living there full time. And what seemed impossible. In one moment of encounter everything became possible. But you get down there and you start doing ministry, you start doing life, and you get good at it. You get good at ministry. You get good at, at the scheme of life. And we went through a time when, you know, the drug war really got heavy. And it forced us to stop just going through the motions. We couldn't just go do things the same old way like we had always done it. That time when Hannah was talking about we all got st stuck in a house together, this was during that time. And it forced us to stop, which is not always a bad thing, guys. Sometimes it's the mercy of God slowing you down. 
You better hear that. And it got dangerous. People all around us were dying and getting hurt, and it got ugly. And I was sitting in my house, and I just started asking myself some very sobering questions. Because I felt disconnected. That passion and fire I felt when I first got born again and began to, to, to spend time with Jesus, just it became, like I said, the pleasure of my life. But then I got into ministry, got in the grind of life, and I was doing good things. But that had become my identity. I was going to pray more than you. I was going to fast more than you. I was going to get more people born again than you. I was going to visit more villages than you. And that had become my identity. That's what made me feel okay with God. Because I was looking at you and you being lazy. And I thought, okay, I'm doing good then. I'm doing good. Now, I'm angry all the time. Oh, but I'm doing good because I'm preaching the gospel. I can't control my thought life, but I'm doing good because I visited 10 villages yesterday and came home and passed out from exhaustion. And I felt, here's the word, I don't know what else to say. I felt like a chump. I felt like an imposter. You read the word of God and these guys out here, these women out here doing these awesome, awesome things. It comes from walking with Jesus. Not knowing how to, to do all the, the rules and the regulations. Because I could do them, man. I could do them, and I could do them better than you. And that had become my identity. But then I had a vision. Thank you, Jesus. I was sitting in my house asking myself these questions because is it really worth it to lose my wife and kids over me being down here just playing the game? The thing I said I would never do, boy, I was doing it better than anybody. Is it worth it? Is it worth my wife and kids getting hurt or killed or kidnapped? Is it worth it to sit down here and just be a chump? I thought, no, that's not worth it. And then I had this vision. And in the vision, I'm sitting there, and then these people that I know, good men, good women... They were come, they would come and they would walk in front of me and DJ, they would look me in the eye, in the vision. And they would look at me and stare at me and I'm staring back at them and I would just look at them long enough. And you got to remember, these are godly men and women who have done all of the stuff for more years than I've even been alive. 
But as I would look at their face, it's like the Spirit of God would let me see behind the facade. The Spirit of God let me see behind the surface. And what I saw behind their eyes was weariness. What I saw behind their eyes was fatigue. And I would stare at them long enough for that facade to fall off. And then they would just turn and walk away and another one would come and stand in front of me. And the same thing would happen. And then they would walk away and another one and another one. And I began to cry out to God as I was seeing this. God, how can this be? How is this possible? I know these people. They've raised the dead. These people have raised the dead. How can this be? And the Spirit of God spoke to me. He said, come to me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And the thing that began to amplify in my heart, he said, come to me. And it got clear in my mind. We started coming to church and quit coming to Jesus. We started coming to ministry and quit coming to Jesus. We started coming to the American dream and quit coming to Jesus. And so we're all wore out. We're all fatigued. We're all weary, even though we've seen good things. Because it all starts and it all ends with the author and the finisher of our faith. It starts and ends with me as a seated son at the feet of the one who gives me life. Anything else is going to wear you out. It's just the way it is. And you can't get away from it. And it's, it makes you mad. It makes you angry. But I'm a good guy. Look at all I've done. Look at all the, the money I've sown into the kingdom. And you're still wore out and tired. But it's an invitation, guys. When he extends himself to you in that way, it's an invitation. So, goodness gracious. So, that's right. Thank you. Me and you. Yes. So it was in this season, this, this time in my life, and man, I just felt stirred. And I just, I wanted to just get back to just me at his feet. Me at his feet. Whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like. I don't know. It's mysterious. But it's not confusing. I feel at home. Hear me well. I feel at home at the feet of Jesus. Nothing feels like home, like me seat, seated at the feet of Jesus. Man, that's where I feel alive. And I need you to understand that that is a posture of the heart. That's not necessarily a geographical place. Can be, but 
it is a posture of the heart. The in him dimension, we've heard it called. In his name is not a, it's not a magic word. In Jesus' name we say, like we're, you know, that's the stamp of approval. It's not a magic word. This is not a magic book. In his name, in Jesus' name, is a posture of the heart. So while all this was going on in my mind and in my heart, it was about 3.30 in the morning. Spirit of God woke me up. It was just one of those moments when you knew. Sometimes you just know. When you open your eyes or whatever it is and you just know, God's got something to say to me. And so I just stood up and instantly I just, I just stood up and walked out of the bedroom in our old house. Had The way the rooms were connected, I had a little track, a little walking track in there. And I would just walk around my house, in, inside the house there, but I would just walk around and you know, that's the way I would, that's the way I would lean into to the Father. So I felt him brewing. I felt him saying something. So I just stopped and, 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 lean, and was leaning in and just listening. Spirit of God began to speak to me. Remember the verse in Acts that says, great grace was upon them all. Do you remember that? Yeah. And great grace was upon them all. And the, the Holy Ghost began to whisper that to me. Great grace was upon them all. Great grace was upon them all. Just over and over. That's all he would say. Great grace was upon them all. And when he did, man, it was so powerful. His presence was just in the room. He was on me and I fell on the floor and began to weep. And as I was laying in the floor just encountering him, he began to unload on me and unfold some things in my mind and in my heart about his grace and his the way that his grace empowers us his grace is the unmerited favor the old amplified bible used to say the unmerited favor of god and i, I believe that i know that to be true but grace is also his empowerment in our in our life right so he empowers us the thing to do the things he's asked us to do and so as this was unfolding, and it went on for hours, it was like three hours I was laying in the floor, just that idea would just not stop rolling around and in my heart and my mind. And then I stood up from that and had to go to the village. And so my family wasn't going that day. It was just me, and I drove two and a half, three hours to this village. It's not a place that I go a whole lot. But that day, that's where I was supposed to be. So I got there, and... We did church. We had a little church service in a little Indian hut. And it was awesome. It was good. But the end of the service came and this lady brought me this baby. I didn't know what it was. It was just a pile of rags. And she took this pile of rags and she threw it in my chest. And she said, heal this baby. You know, I didn't, I didn't know what she was doing. So I started unwrapping this thing. And there's a, there's a dying baby inside of this pile of rags. I don't know what the disease was. I don't know what it was. Like leprosy, just this flesh-eating thing that was killing this baby. It was full of disease, or, or what do you call it, fever, full of fever and infection. Um, three, four-month-old baby, and my, you, especially you mamas know that 
a baby can't take that. This baby's dying in my hands. And what hit me first, DJ, was not faith. What hit me first was fear. What hit me first was fear. I don't know how else to say it. But the whisper came back. The same whisper from the morning. The same whisper from me laying in the floor. Great grace was upon them all. Great grace was upon them all. And it just all got clear. I can't do it. He can. And I've done the thing that I'm supposed to do. I've sat at his feet. And I've listened for his words. The word of God says, the things you hear in secret, shout those things from the rooftop. There's a whole lot of people standing on the roof that they haven't heard what he's saying. And they're talking, but they're not really talking. And we need to learn to discern the difference. But you are not going to discern the difference from a school book. You are not going to discern the difference from the news media. You're going to discern the difference when you learn to hear his voice. And all of that was this crazy encounter. We prayed for the baby right then and there. In Jesus' name be healed. And I got in my four by four and I left. I went home. And it was a couple weeks later, I saw the pastor from that area that takes care of that little village. And he told me the baby was completely healed. All of the infection left the baby's body. That's right. That's awesome. That's awesome. The skin on the baby's face grew back. The baby had lost its nose and the nose grew back. That's awesome. That's awesome. The one who gives you life is hovering over you. But I have to be honest. That is amazing. That is an amazing miracle. But the thing that has impacted my life the most from that day to this is the way he came. He came in a whisper. He came in a whisper when I got still and when I got quiet, I could hear him. And now his whispers fuel my life. His whispers fuel my life. I want the grace on my life to shut my mouth when he's not talking. And life has gotten a lot quieter. Life has gotten a lot quieter, and I feel okay with that. Because I promise you, when you get in the presence of a man or a woman of God who, who, is, who hears his whispers, all they have to say is one little word. And you can feel the very life-giving presence of God come out of their mouth. Because they've been with the shepherd. They weren't just repeating the psalm. Don't you want that? It's not just for Bo. It's not just for me or David Hogan. 
or Bill Johnson or whoever the guy or the lady. Or, it's not just for them. It's for you. It's for all of us. We, we got the idea that it was church that did it. Wake up. You are the church. But you're a group of individuals. And you need to learn to hear his voice for yourself. Because I promise you, the Sunday morning that you get here, and you've all been in the presence of God all week long, not from a podcast, not from YouTube. You've been in the very presence of the living God and you heard his voice. When you get here on that Sunday morning, that Sunday morning will mark the rest of history. Read your Bible. I'm telling you the truth. Come on. Is that okay? Now I'm getting to my notes. <laughs> Psalm 139. I think I told you that. Oh, thank you, bro. Oh, here. Yeah, I just going to keep the box. <laughs> This got on me a couple days ago. Oh, man. I just began to weep. As you can tell, it happens a lot lately. It used to not happen. <laughs> Psalm 139, 23, and 24 says this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me. And then lead me in the way everlasting. The hardest person to be honest with is yourself. The hardest person to be honest with is yourself. And sometimes we're not doing good. And we need to be honest with ourselves that we're not doing good. But I promise you the answer is always the same. Come to me. That's what Jesus said to me. That's what Jesus said to you. I've got a hold of something. It's not because I got it figured out. It's still mysterious, but I'm leaning into it. And it's sonship. It's me seated at the feet of Jesus. That's what makes all the difference. And I want to spend each and every day of my life in communion with Him. And not just... When I'm sitting in my chair praying, but right here while I'm standing in this pulpit, I want the song of my heart. I want the, the, the word, the extension of my heart towards the Father to be, Father, search me. Search me. Open me up and see 
See the things I can't see. Open me up. I'm tired of playing the game. I'm tired of being tired. Open me up and look at me. Know my heart. See if there's any anxiety in there, Father. See if there's any susceptibility to the storms of life inside of me. Because I promise you, the, 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 the storm of, storms of life cannot stand up to the word of the living God. Is there any anxiousness in your heart this morning? Are you anxious? Are you confused? Those things don't come from God. Read your Bible. That ain't God doing that to you. Are you anxious? And then he says, see if there's any wicked way in me. And then lead me in the everlasting way. I want to open myself up to God each and every day. And I want to live carefully before him. I want to be in tune. I want my ears open to his voice. And as I sit with him and I'm sensitive to his leadings, I promise you he will lead you in the way everlasting if you will humble your heart before him. If you will walk humbly before him, he will lead you in the everlasting way. Relationships that last come in the everlasting way. Not because he's good, not because I'm good, but we have chosen to live carefully before the Lord. I used to think holiness was me saying no to things, no to stuff. Growing up in church, and I know many of you grew up the same way, the thing that, that, that we used to motivate each other, the thing that we used to motivate our children was fear. Fear of hell was the motivator. That is so backwards. And I tried to quit drinking. I, I tried to quit doing drugs. I tried to quit doing all of that stuff because I was afraid to go to hell. But fear could not motivate me the way the love of God could. I don't walk in holiness because I'm afraid of going to hell. I walk holy because I love him. And he loves me. We started doing something in, with my boys. We are just joking around one day. I was just riding in the truck and I said, I love you too, Jesus. And they looked at me. Actually, the first time we said it, I said, I love you, Jesus. And I looked at him. I said, he says he loves me, too. And it just dawned on me. From now until forever, I could just simply say, I love you, too, Jesus. Because anytime I ever say it, he's already said it to me first. 
I love you too, Jesus. I love you too, Jesus. Come on, guys. Let's walk humbly before the one who gives us life. Let's let love for him and passion for him become the motivator. Whoo, man. That changes the game, y'all. That changes everything. That's something that they can't take away from us. <laughs> Whoever the they is, I don't care. <laughs> Once Jesus made me alive, guys, I'm not going to die. This body might, but I'm going to live forever. Jesus is king. Come on. Search me, God. Is there anything inside of me that's not supposed to be there? Any wicked thought, any anxiousness, any, any wicked desire, whatever that is, Father, I want you to open me up and weed that thing out and then lead me in the way everlasting. Do y'all remember in the Bible the story of Abraham and Abimelech? Remember that story? Genesis 21. But Abraham and Abimelech made a, a covenant together. They made a promise together at Beersheba. And it says that Abraham planted a tree. And it's a, how do you say it? Tamarisk tree. And I love that because it's an evergreen. It's always green. But not just that it's an evergreen, but it's, if it's one of the slowest growing trees on the planet. And it grows something like an inch or even less than an inch per year. But it doesn't stop growing for like forever. For, for 60 years, I think it is. So when he planted that tree, he was in it for the long haul. When he planted that tree, he was thinking about 400 years in the future, 600 years in the future, whatever it was. Guys, this thing's going to take time. What we're talking about, this thing that we're building, this thing that we're sowing into is going to take time. And I'm okay with that. But I'm going to sow into this generation. I'm going to sow into the ones that are around me, whether it be in Mexico or in Alabama or wherever it is that God puts me in that moment. I am going to sow this idea, this thing that he has done in my heart because it has changed everything. And it grows slow. Everybody wants the quick fix. Everybody wants somebody with a microphone to fix their life. And that don't work. That day is dead. That day is dead. That guy with a microphone can't fix your life. 
But the King of kings and Lord of lords is brooding over you with life-giving, life-altering power. And at times, all it takes is a humble heart that says, Hey, Father, search me. Open me up. Open me up and see what's inside. And whatever hinders the everlasting way, get rid of it. Come on, man. That's, that's solid. The everlasting way. Look in your Bible in John chapter 8. DJ didn't tell me how long I could preach, so I'm just going to plead ignorance and keep going. Bobo said he's going he's gonna to do this to me. In John chapter 8. Let's start in verse 31. How's that? All right. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anybody. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, Whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever. But a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I was preaching last week in John chapter 15. Or week four last. Something. We preach a lot. But Jesus said, I no longer call you servants, but now I call you friends because a servant does not know what his master is doing. So Jesus says, I had to call you something different now. And what was the distinction? Because now you know what I'm doing. And they said, but how, we don't know where you're going. I go to prepare a place. And they said, how do we know where you're going? We don't know what you're saying. We don't get you, Jesus. We're not understanding you, Jesus. And time and time again, he said, you know me. You know where I'm going. You know what I've said. And because now you know because now I'm sharing my intimate secrets with you, I can't call you servants anymore. 
Now I have to call you my friends. Jesus had to call us by a new name because he now has given his secrets to us. He has opened himself up to those who will give ear to his word. How many times did he say, if you have ears to hear, hear, listen. More than anything else in the Bible, Jesus told us two things more than anything else. He said, if you have ears to hear, listen, hear it, hear it, and do not be afraid. You know what's going to see, see you through 2020? Having an ear to hear what the Holy Ghost is saying and not being afraid. That's what's going to get you through it. Hello? Jesus said, in this life, you will have tribulation. In this life, you will have tribulation. But do not be afraid because I have overcome the world. Jesus changed it all. He did. I was reading in Psalm the other day. And David's kicking up a storm. God, these people been against me. Take care of my enemies, Lord. Kill them. Get rid of them. And I thought, you know what? Jesus changed the way I have to read that now. He said, love your enemies. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, no, we can't talk about that. Jesus changes the way we see things. Right? I can't call you servants anymore. Now I have to call you my friends because now you know what I'm doing. That's where that seatedness comes from. Like I told you, it's not confusing. It is mysterious. I don't see exactly all of the twists and turns. I don't understand everything, but I feel so seated as a son of God. I feel at peace. I feel at home because I'm his. Jesus' rebuke to them was, my word has no place in you. I want to careful myself. I want to steward my heart before the Lord. Right? You can do all the rules right and still not have a place for his word in your heart. You can do all the rules right because that's what your granddaddy did. And that's your culture for a back, lack of better for a lack of better word that's your culture guys here in the south y'all know bible or or church is culture and you can do all the stuff right you can go to church you can do every every time they open the doors you can be here and still not be connected to this living word that we're talking about you can be coming to church and not coming to Jesus and the end of that road is weariness. Yes. 
There is a revival brewing. Not brewing, it's here. It's, a, it's alive in me. And I don't even call it revival anymore. I'm going to change it. It's vival. It's not revival. It's just vival. I'm all up in this vival, man. I'm alive. And I ain't going back. Vival. We can make a t-shirt now, right? I think, I think we can make a t-shirt. That's good. Does his word have a place in you today? I just, I want you to think about that. I want you to meditate on that. Does his word have a place in you? What's guiding you? What's leading you? Is it what you see? Is it what you hear out there? His way is a supernatural way. It's a living way. And I realize we live in the natural. We go through things. Like I said, Jesus already told us that we would have tribulations in this life. And we are inside of nature. But I believe that it's the goodness of God that has subjected us to nature. I believe God has a nature. Goodness. He's good. He's eternal. He's loving. And all of these things that we go through in life, being subjected to, to the natural world, is, has has opened up a new way, a new perspective so that we can know him more. You know, I like when the sun is shining, just like you. But you can know him on a rainy day differently than you can know him when the sun is shining. And I'm not proclaiming sickness on you. I contend for health. Do you hear me? I believe in healing. I believe in health. But how many of you have been sick? I've been sick. And I preach faith each and every day of my life. I done had the Rona. Long time ago, don't be worried. I'm clear. Faith preachers used to think that that made them less. They don't make you less. But that gives you perspective. You can know God when you got the Rona differently than you can know him when you don't. Right? Does that make sense? I hope so. Perspective. All God's days are beautiful. That's the way we say it at my house. Does his word have a place in your heart? I'll leave you with this. You remember when... I'm a bad missionary preacher, I'm sorry. 
I don't have a, I didn't do a bunch of slides and all that stuff, but what I'm saying is what has impacted my life greatly. And I hope that means something to you. I really do. When I was thinking about the story of Mary. You know, Jesus, Jesus said, I will never leave you. He looked right in their faces and said, I will never leave you. And then they watched him get hung on a cross. And they watched him get put in a tomb. Think about that. I'm never going to leave you. And then in their minds, at least naturally, he up and left. Think about it. But they could not deny the things they had seen and heard, right? When they said, when John the Baptist sent his disciples to Jesus, are you the one? Are you the Messiah? What did Jesus say? You go back and you tell John what you have seen and heard. So they had seen and heard things that could not be denied, right? They'd seen the dead raised. They'd seen food, food multiplied. They'd seen demons cast out. But the one who said he would never leave me up and left. And they weren't getting it yet. Their hearts still hadn't processed it all yet. And in that moment, in that time, they had, buried, they had put Jesus in the tomb. And I love... It says that the women had prepared spices for, for his body. So in the midst of all of this confusion, in the midst of their world being absolutely flipped upside down, the very first thing they chose to do was to prepare worship, incense. They wanted to prepare his body for burial, to anoint his body for burial, an act of honor, an act of worship. I love that. But she gets to the tomb, Mary gets to the tomb. Jesus has been raised from the dead. But in the midst of all of this confusion, in the midst of all of the stuff that's going on, she sees Jesus and doesn't even realize who it is. She's talking with him. And the Bible says she, she thinks it's the gardener. You've read the story. She thinks it's the gardener. She's still not getting it. But then Jesus said her name. And when Jesus said her name, something woke up on the inside of her. Scientists say the most important language, I almost went to Spanish, the most important thing, <laughs> the most important word in any language is a person's name. The thing that awakens you the most in any language across all cultures and languages, it's your name. When somebody says your name, that's the thing that is the most powerful word to you. And so in the midst of all of that confusion, in the midst of all of that doubt, the one who said he would never leave me is gone. But he said her name. And something on the inside woke up. I need you to understand that in the midst of all the confusion of life, all of the tribulation 
of life. If you will sit at his feet and listen to him say your name, it will wake something up on the inside of you that cannot be undone. What's wrong with Bo is that he heard Jesus say his name. That's what's wrong with me. Or what's right with me. You choose. I don't care. Come on, man. But that's not just for the guy with the microphone in his hand. That's for the one who meets the people at the door when they come through here. That's the one that hands them a bag of food at Thanksgiving. That's the one who gave them a coat out of the coat room. It's for all of us. The church can never be the church if we are failing in private prayer. I was failing in intimacy. I was failing in devotion. And I was on the mission field preaching the gospel every day of my life. I was seeing miracles, signs and wonders. And I was failing in intimacy and devotion. And I felt war slap out. But then I... Thanks be to God. He found me. He spoke to me. And I started to learn to sit at his feet again. He said, come to me, Isaac. Come to me. I will give you that rest. I will give you perpetual rest. And that's made all the difference. Do you want that? Do you need that? I long for that. Jesus. Touch on Jesus. Are you tired? Are you weary? Are you confused? Open up your ears, the ears that he gave you to hear with. Open them up and listen to his voice. Jesus. Come, Jesus, touch our hearts. Here we are, Lord. Open us up, Jesus. Examine us today, Lord. We lay our lives bare before you. We just want to be known. We want to know you and be known. We want to know you. 
and be known by you. Unlock us, Father. Unlock us, Father. living God fall fresh on our hearts today. Oh God, give us the grace to hear your invitation. Give us the grace to hear your invitation today. He is calling out to you from the intimate places. He will do things in private that he will never do in public. He will do things and say things to you in private that he will never do in public spaces. And if you want to go deeper, you have to learn to give yourself to intimacy and devotion. Personal intimacy and devotion. I can't wait to get home with you, Jesus. I can't wait to get home with you, Jesus. I can't wait to get home with you, Jesus. Mm. I can't wait to get home with you, Jesus. Come on now. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, burn in our hearts. Shower this house with your love and mercy. Let them hear your invitation today, Father. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. This is a sober decision. Sometimes in church, we get really good at playing on people's emotions with the music, with the lights, with the smoke machines, with the ambiance. We're really good at playing on your emotions. Not that we even mean to, but we just, we're perpetuating the system. We're doing the thing you do and you get used to it. And so when the music gets loud, your heart gets more open. When the lights are right, you feel like you can be more intimate with with the Father. I like when we get to those places where it's a vacuum and it sucks out all of that stuff. Mexico has been that for me at times. It sucks out all of the stuff, all of the the fluff. And you have to make a sober decision. It's time for you to make a sober decision. Am I crazy or am I right? I know I'm right. I've been on the other side of it. 
You have to make a decision. That decision is not right here. That decision is when you get to your house. You hear me? Because you've all made decisions in the church house. And then you get to your own house and you're failing in intimacy and failing in devotion. And that is a bad place to live. Because you feel like an imposter. And I just got tired of going to bed with an imposter. And it wasn't her. It was me. Is that okay? I love you. I really do. I love you. I mean it. I'm not joking. I felt connected to what Bobo was doing. Brother Bo, whatever y'all call it. I felt connected to what he was doing here from the get-go. Even thousand miles away, whatever. I believe in what you're doing here. I believe in what we're contending for here. But it's going to take a minute. Be patient. And let it be adventurous. The kingdom of God is amazing. But that decision is when you get home. That makes sense. I hope so. I hope so. DJ, I bless you, bro. I believe in you. Come on. for what what we got I know uh, it's oof. man it's so good when you just submit to that when you just lay down to it and say I'm not gonna fight it anymore uh, it, it just just you just surrender to it it's so good it's so good. I'm so thankful um, for the men that God put in my life. So thankful for what he's doing. So thankful we get to be part of this, that he chose us to be part of this. That's so big. It's so big. And I'm thankful that, that not only does our relationship, though, go deeper than what people can even see here, but now we're branching off, man. It's so good so good when you realize that we're not in this alone you know as a church we we get to come in here and we get to man we get to experience something on a sunday that we all say man man this is great when you really open your eyes and you walk out of here it is nice to to see that there's places all around the world with people just like us and they're hungry and they're seeking and god's showing up in a mighty mighty way and it's not just us. And it's time for us to open our eyes to that. It's time for us to, to start building those relationships. Because this is, this, is, this is the family. That's what's going to do it. Everybody coming together, seeking the way you're supposed to seek. And not being worried about a house in this church, in this building. It's not that. It's not that. Not that at all. 
Man, I thank you for for sharing with us today. I thank you for for just whatever God put in your heart to move through this area for this time being and and come see Brother Bo. I thank you for that. I thank you for that. You know, uh, um, man. You know, there's really nothing to add to that other than just, you know, you got to find that place, man. And you got to seek him like you never, never done before. You just got to want it. And the good part is he knows everybody's name. You don't have to have that relationship with him. He knows your name. He made you. He knows your name. You just got to know his. <laughs> Cry out to him. He's, he's got you. Um, it'll change your life when you say yes. <laughs> It'll go down a path you probably don't expect. And you guys heard the stories all the time. You never know what God's going to do until you just take your hands off the wheel and say, Lord, it's all yours. And then you obey. When he tells you to move, you move. You do what he wants you to do. Submit to him and it's, it's powerful. So, um, so I thank you for that. And I, you know, I want to uh, do something different today. We don't... Uh, if you haven't been here before, we don't usually have guest speakers. In fact, I think over the last year and a half, we've had Brother Bo speak. Uh, we'd have uh, Brother Kevin speak, uh, Pastor Daisy, and myself. And Demario. And he, yep, Demario is here, and he's part of this house. Everybody that's spoken in this place has been part of this house. Um, and I believe we just extended, that, extended our house today. Um, and we just said, man, the door's open. So, so we love you for that. And we thank you for that. And I want to do something different today. Um, you know, I, I didn't give anybody a heads up on this, but I want to bless them. I want to sow. And I want, I, want to, I want to sow a seed into what God's doing in your life, your ministry, what he wants to do. So I don't know, if our, where's our ushers at? Look, you guys know we, we do offering completely different here. So <laughs> do me a favor, man. Just put one basket up here. Um, whatever anybody wants to do today, whatever God's speaking to you, um, man, this is kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. It's all about how we can do this together as a family. And anytime we sow into somebody else and somebody's ministry where they get to go out and do what God's calling them to do, that's a blessing. So we get to sow into them this morning. So what I want to do is I'm going to open that up for you and um, I'm just going to leave this up here. This is going to be um, uh, an offering for them. We're going, we're going to give this to them. If, if you want to give your normal tithes and offerings, you know where to do that. You can give it in a, on the kiosk, online, wherever you want to go. Look, if you want to give online to them, just write in Isaac on there. Whatever you give online, uh, we'll make sure that we'll, we'll, they're going to get everything you give them. It's going to be for their ministry. Um, but, but we're going to bless them today. We're going to honor them today because we know God's going to use it in a mighty, mighty way. Um, so I'm going to pray. I'm going to bless uh, and pray over all this. And we're going to surrender it to God. We're going to watch what God wants to do. Because um, I'm, I'm, I'm hungry to see how God's working in your ministry. And, and, and I love it. Because when we get to pour into people and you just see how that happens. And then you get to just hear the stories later on and knowing that you had a piece of that. Like you listen to God and whatever God put in your heart, uh, you, you chose to move. So, um, so guys, we're going we're gonna to wrap this up. I'm going to pray uh, over offering today. Um, whatever you want to bless them with, you can come up here and put it in here and bless them. And then we'll get out of here and we will, uh, man, we're going to come back next week. Um, or actually I'll see you tomorrow night for prayer. Uh, Tuesday night, Tuesday at the table. <laughs> I'm going to see y'all week because uh, that's what we love, man. That's the relationship. So, um, so father, we love you, God. You're so good. 
We thank you for calling our name, God. We thank you for the whisper. We thank you for your love. We thank you for just pulling us out of everything we've ever been in and saying, I can use you if you let me. So we thank you for that, God. And today we surrender to you. Oh, Lord. Father, we, we pray favor over everybody in the house today and favor over Isaac and Hannah, Father God. We, we ask you to bring favor to their family, blessings upon them, Father God. Continue to use them in mighty ways. Mm. Mm. Lord, you see the hearts and the minds in this room right now, those that, that want that relationship with you, God. Oh, Father. Mm. Man, speak to them, Lord. Touch them right where they're at, Father. God, those online right now, wrap your arms around them, love on them right now. Father, we just give it all to you, Lord. We ask you to do only what you can do. So, Father, we ask you to bless this gift. We ask you to bless the gift and the giver. And, Lord, we surrender it all to you. In Jesus' name, amen. We can stand to our feet. Oh, I don't even know why. I just want to still stand here. <laughs> so good. It's so good. I love y'all so much. Don't forget our picnic this, this coming Saturday, y'all. Come on, come on out. And if you're new to the family, come on out because that's where you're going to get to know us. Come hang out with us. Come, come do life with us. Um, just come out and be part of who we are as a church. Get to know everybody. Um, reach out to us. Let us know if you want to be part of everything we're doing. Um, but Lord, just be with us this week, God. We ask you to bless us this week, protect us this week, and guide us this week, God. Speak to us in a way that you've never, we've never heard you before, God. <laughs> mm. I love what Isaac said. We love you too, Lord. <laughs> we love you too. So guys, we, oh Lord, just bless us and, and Lord... Uh, be with us all week in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on. We love you guys. Let's give it up one more time for what God's doing. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. God bless.